Monkey to like a the podcast project of the Fenebulist by Leopold Lambert. Today, design of a public body wearing hijab in the West with Hana Tajima. Hello everyone, today my guest is uh, Hana Tajima, who's a fashion designer in New York and um, she has a particularity of designing uh, clothing that for some of them uh, includes uh, the Islamic veil, hijab, and uh, some others uh, without, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about it today, so uh, hello Hana, hello. <laughs> good evening. Hi. Uh, so maybe we can start the conversation by you telling me a little bit uh, what uh, what you're up to <laughs> these days. Um, I well, I'm living in New York now. Um, still designing, working on a few projects that are sort of closer to my heart than what I was doing before, which was I had a label that um, that I worked on that included sort of the, the hijab and other more Islamic centered. Um, designs, um, but now I've kind of taken a few steps to to find a way of designing that's much more sort of a part of who I am, um, and so that's like it's taking very small steps, but it's um, it's a really interesting process. And aside from that, I'm doing sort of other creative projects, and painting and illustration and things like that. So it's yeah, a mixture of things. Um. So as I said, we in this specific conversation, we get, we're going to talk about uh, the hijab as, a, as an object and, and then as a, as, a, as a symbolic that it's bringing. But um, I just want to be clear that we should not essentialize your work as uh, with this object in particular. And uh, uh, but anyone who would see it would probably realize that anyway. So. Uh, that's just for the little reminder, but uh, maybe the the thing we're gonna do is to to talk about it as an object, um, uh, a neutral object at first, like describe what it is, and then we'll we'll probably intensify it a little bit with uh, the, the political aspect uh, that it that it carries with it. But um, I suppose my first question is is relatively uh, uh, simple, but it kind of betray my, my own ignorance on, 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 on this object, which would be what um, are you are you working with uh, several kind of hijab like maybe uh, I suppose there's, there's a different uh, type of fabric, maybe different types of shape once you unfold it, uh, uh, different uh, scarf. Uh, can you can you maybe explain to us a little bit uh, what your work is uh, is about in that matter? Yeah, absolutely. The the interesting thing about the hijab is that there isn't really there isn't a one way of doing it and what i came to realize after after i started wearing it myself was first of all like where do you start like should like is there a particular kind that i should be wearing or or what what's the what's the protocol for someone who wants to first um, start wearing the hijab and the more I looked into it or the more that I came to understand it for myself was that you're you're talking about an object that that is very 
is very complex in the way that it can be arranged but in, essentially it's just it could be anything it's um so you can have something that's more structural or I've worked with um designs that are sort of jersey based so they'll give less drape or like less form to the actual um hijab but that that uh cover all like the basic elements of what the hijab is to cover um and then going in the completely opposite direction you can have something like just a square piece of fabric or or a rectangular piece of fabric like that's the other thing like it, it all depends on where you, your starting point is um but that that can be manipulated in infinite different ways to create the same kind of a thing and what's been really interesting for me is exploring that without without an intention of what I want it to look like in the mm -hmm. end but just to think of it as like a some of my some of the designs that I've ended up holding on to the most are the ones that I will just find a piece of fabric just lying on my floor in my studio after I've been working on something um and just playing around with it just seeing seeing how those shapes fit together because like you have a a head which is a very I mean, curves in general in design are very difficult to design for in fabric because they require a certain like manipulation um, to to get like that that feeling of being surrounded by it. But at the same time, it's it's a way of it's a way of being able to the the best method of being able to to get to that result is just to start from like not a particular starting point but just start and see where you end up like it's a it's a matter of trial and error more than it is like a a design in mind i think so, so in your work are there um, uh, it's it's the fabric that will come to adapt to the head and it's not you don't really you don't necessarily have the shape of the head in mind when you when you start is that is that right um yeah absolutely i mean well it's as soon as you interact like or as soon as you bring the fabric to the head or like as soon as there's that interaction you don't really know what's going to happen and so a certain fabric will fall in a very particular way um, as compared to a different kind of fabric and it's And then what about if you combine them and there's there's something about it that has been very that hasn't been explored at all, which is what I find really fascinating mm. and what intrigues me most is the way that there isn't there isn't a protocol for it. There isn't I mean people you'll see different countries or different Islamic cultures will have certain traditional styles that they'll wear their hijab in a particular way um but it's not it's not uh, necessary mm. to to bring that into what you're doing like it, it can be it can be anything it's just it's as simple or as complicated as you want it to be yeah and and since we're we're for, for the moment we're still talking about it without even the the, the islamic aspect of it we I suppose it, it kind of registers itself within uh, the entire history of, of uh, head covers in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's interesting. It's interesting because for a lot of cultures, you don't stop at the neck. 
Like, it, it continues. Like, you have this whole aesthetic that's very particular to to who you are. And I think it's... It's interesting to draw on that for, like, for... For how people are able to interact with that. To, to interact with, like, a head covering or... Yeah, or, or that part of themselves. Yeah. Well, I can relate to that because my, my hat is probably the only interesting thing about my fashion <laughs> in general. <laughs> uh, 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 but there, there are some things that uh, when, I, when, I, when I studied your work that uh, I, I was uh, fascinated uh, by, which is there, um, on, uh, on YouTube, you can find uh, little tutorials that you, you made for... Uh, um, uh, people who were who would be interested in, in uh, maybe finding a higher complexity of of, uh, of the way they would they would wear the hijab, and um, one thing that clearly appears through those video uh, is what I would call the performativity or of of of, of how you put uh, of how. You have several steps in which in which you you would um, wear uh, this object. I mean, just like uh, as I was saying in the preparation, just like when you you put on a, some pants, you you definitely have a performativity to it. But I think there is something that I I never quite considered before saying that, which is which is what what is it? This performati- performativity of the clothes itself, like whether it's on your head or on your feet, or or what what does a what does it say about ourselves? Maybe. I yeah, know. I mean that aspect of it is really interesting too. There's like there's two different parts of it. The one aspect is the way that I've seen. I mean, um, because I don't have any family um, that are Muslim, what I've seen as an observer is that it's it tends to be things that are either passed down um, or from from your peers. So people, I mean, these tutorials exist, just not online. Like people will teach their friends if they discover a new way of wearing hijab they'll um, share it among their friends and like you or you'll see someone and be interested and try and replicate it it's um it's it's a kind of not necessarily a rite of passage but it's definitely a way of of keeping some sort of a thread that goes between between muslim women and it's it's a really beautiful thing if you see it like that um um, the other part of it, which is sort of the ritual of it, um, is is definitely something that can be applicable to, to anything that you do or any kind of clothing that you put on. Um, the interesting thing with a lot of the versions of hijab is instead of putting on something that is ready-made to fit your body, is that you create that. you Your movements and your the way that you interact with your scarf is is what it becomes. So there's an element of it being different and new every time you do it. Um, and I guess uh, people have the same thing maybe with doing their hair or like doing their makeup or something. It's Or building a building. That's, that's, <laughs> what, I, no, that's what I was thinking about. Obviously, the, the time lapse is not the same. But <laughs> I think there's something very similar in this... Uh, in the way you have a design object in which you your body needs to uh, act upon uh, uh, and 
and I'm thinking of that in particular when I when I saw those videos where you you had to use pins mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kind of uh, a, a sort of uh, exterior element that needs to that needs to build. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So that that that's what made me think of, of of something that I'm more familiar with, which is the construction of a building. Yeah, that's really interesting. That parallel, it, you can find it in a lot of different things. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> um, So, so now if we if we try to now that we have this uh, this object uh, that, that was still neutral so far, uh, and um, since uh, since no no social object could possibly be neutral anyway, we're gonna try to intensify it a little bit with the the politics that are related to it. So to take a a specific case that I that I know uh, that I know too well because it it's uh, it's been happening in France uh, in 2004 uh, when uh, when Jacques Chirac was uh, the president uh, uh, his government designed a law that uh, banned um, what they called uh, ostensible signs of religion. Uh, in schools, in public schools, um, in the name of their, in the name of their main religion in France, which uh, we call secularity, <laughs> that sometimes is is being, uh, uh, sometimes is uh, as as signs of extremism uh, as well, um, and so so it was quite compelling to see that most of the political class was uh, was actually uh, quite. Uh, Quite unanimous to 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 vote on this on this ban of uh, of science of of religious science in school and clearly uh, all, although they didn't want to, to to say so it was very obvious that uh, this this was a direct political attack on their on on their young woman wearing hijab in uh, in school and um, and that shows how. Um, That shows how the West, uh, the West, does not understand anything about this subject because it 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 is it seems to be, in a very disingen disingenuous way, not able to show to understand that the context in which this subject is worn is uh, changes everything about the way it's being it's being worn, uh, uh, um, and uh, they they bring us uh, they bring us always to their to the fact that. Uh, Uh, the hijab would be necessarily uh, an instrument of male domination, which might be true in some contexts, but that is certainly not true in, in the context we're talking about. Uh, I mean, I think if I ask you, I think neither you or me know anyone who being forced to 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 wear the hijab. I mean, maybe yeah, absolutely. I've I mean, I have met many many Muslim women, and I've never met one. I'm not saying that that it doesn't exist, yeah, yeah. but I, in my experience, I've never never seen that. Yeah, and uh, in my uh, smaller experience, I feel that every time there was a, maybe a, a case where uh, 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 there might be something not so clear, it was actually more uh, related to to the parents themselves than to than to uh, the kind of figure of their tyrannic uh, husbands that we uh, often want to yeah. to talk about. And once again, in the context of the West, because. Um, And uh, the, the context uh, changes everything here. I mean, I, I usually take the example of their of uh, Iran before 1979 and their, their revolution against the Shah, and uh, and their 
and then after 1979 when there was uh, the installation of the of the Islamic Republic of Iran uh, b- during the Shah it, it was uh, and, and so, someone like uh, Mimiti and Rien uh, uh, really helped us to, to, to see that but before, before the Shah uh, uh, women were forcefully uh, unveiled and after they were forcefully veiled so in both cases I think the problem is not as much uh, 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 the object itself but really the, the male body that, that enforce uh, enforce the veiling or the unveiling uh, indifferently, indifferently yeah absolutely and it's it's sort of a question of what are you objecting to mm-hmm. um, if it's oppression it's completely illogical to to use oppression to fight the same the same thing that you're disgusted with like it's um, it's a battle that no one is going to win um or are you objecting to the fact that it's a very outward symbol of of a certain kind of of thought or a, a certain ideology? In which case, the same is true of, of anything and anyone. I mean, you can tell from looking at a person roughly their class or roughly like what maybe even like what kind of music they're into. Like there are certain certain traits that we bring out into our clothing that identify us as a particular kind of person because it's about self-expression it's about being able to create externally a version of your internal self and and if that's the case why is it that this part of you is unacceptable to the rest of the world and that's the part that is is confusing because on the one hand if you want to if you want to free people, and I'm using mm-hmm. quotes when I say that, but... Um, You're making the gesture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gesture of, I don't mean free, but... <laughs> if you want to free people from from the, from the this kind of oppression, the only thing that combats that is... is a certain understanding or a certain give on both sides, a certain education of what what the root of the problem is Mm -hmm. because you're not talking about every single person i mean you're talking about from what i've experienced like a a very small minority of people that this is in in countries for example like france where they are a minority so the percentage of people that are being forcibly or that are being forced to wear the hijab without their consent or without they're wanting to is you can't make a law that that marginalizes a lot of people for the sake of just like a tiny tiny fraction of that um or i guess you can <laughs> well apparently you can but it is it is uh, uh through a tremendous amount of uh, demagogy uh and actually there's something that's quite frightening in in the specific case of france which is and, and that we we find back pretty much anywhere in the West, but it's the the fact that we uh, we are used to see our political class uh, uh, made of uh, uh, let's let's say it this way old uh, old white men, <laughs> but what was something uh, uh, quite compelling in that case is that there is also um, uh, an intelligentsia of of uh, 
of self-declared uh, feminist uh, uh, group of group of people who who actually was in favor of this law just as much, um, which is to me a little bit more worrying uh, in the fact that uh, they don't seem to see the the irony of them f calling themselves feminist when they actually force something on female bodies. Um, that seems to be often a problem, and I, I, when we were preparing this uh, this conversation, I was I was uh, talking about this uh, this uh, symposium that you took part in, and and there was this question that made me quite angry, uh, which is which was kind of implying uh, the opposition of uh, of a work uh, a work like you like you do, which uh, for part of it involves. Uh, what seems to be called a, a, a modest fashion, uh, and that seems to antagonize it with uh, what what they thought was its contrary, which was uh, the slut walk. Uh, and to me, that's kind of representative of, of the extent of the problem in, in the fact that those are not antagonized. Those are part of the same... Uh, so those are two forms of resistance against their... Uh, the action of uh, the enforcing accent of action of male bodies upon female bodies isn't isn't it like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's because it's something visual. I guess that there's like a, an opposition of thought where you could see someone dressed from head to toe and then someone completely naked, and that those are somehow opposite because visually they are. Mm -hmm. But at the same time you're not talking about something that is purely visual, you're talking about something which is about self-expression. Um, and I think maybe it's difficult for people to understand that it's what we're, or in my experience, what women are, are fighting for when they want to wear hijab and they've come up against resistance is the ability to... To be free in what they're wearing regardless of what it is like it's not that they want to wear hijab solely for that reason it's or that they want to wear anything like the the the, the fact that someone is dictating to them what their external facade should be mm -hmm. is the thing that's that's difficult to accept and i and it's the same on the other side people people who are forced to to wear more or less than they want like it's you're all you're talking about the same exact thing it just the result is different mm -hmm. um yeah and yeah and i suppose there's there is a, a, a quite incredible hypocrisy in the west of thinking that uh, uh um, any muslim who live in the west is more ostracized by let's say their local imam versus uh, the versus the systematic uh, ostracization that we can see at work in 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 uh, against their own body so some somehow this kind of law is kind of implying that that the the, the oppression is stronger from the kind of uh, legal uh, construction within within a religion that's being marginalized versus the versus this precise marginalization isn't it yeah i mean like the idea that anyone at all doesn't have some sort of ideology whether it's like secularism or some sort of religion is is ridiculous like everyone has something that they adhere to or something that 
informs their life and to 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 hide behind the facade of like law as this really impartial thing like it's never been impartial it's completely based on either prevalent thought or the people who are making the laws and it's i don't know it's a very difficult thing to to try and convince someone to see the other side of it where as i mean and i i guess i've experienced the same thing before i became muslim like i didn't really think that i had beliefs or that i didn't really think that i had um a side of me that was spiritual or like that there was something that i was impartial in some way but as soon as you you realize you sort of i guess cross the the boundary of becoming muslim or like identifying yourself as being um active in any kind of a religion that you are still the same person you your ideas may have changed slightly some of them may not have some of them may have like it it's not a cut and dry thing and to i guess the the feeling is that people want people want liberation but within whatever they define that as mm-hmm. um and that's until until there's dialogue until there's an understanding about what what we want like what we all want which is essentially i i really think that there's that there's something fundamental in humanity that there is something shared until we can all like connect over that and then discuss everything else like it's your you're talking from two very different places. Mm-hmm. And and we can see at a geo geopolitical geopolitical level what uh wanting to liberate other people <laughs> can give as a as a absolutely tragic situation. Uh uh but um maybe just to to conclude this conversation um uh, if you don't mind let me ask you about the um who are your uh, who are the people that are uh, uh, buying the clothing that you're 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 designing because I think that I think that it, it's uh, it, it seems to correspond quite quite a bit with uh, uh, this pop- this Muslim population that's being uh, that's being ostracized uh, and that uh, seems to be um, Uh, and I don't know. You'll correct me if you think I'm wrong, but maybe less at a religious level, but more as a political level, wants to kind of affirm their identity as Muslim in in response to this uh, to this systematic ostracization, and uh, and and they want to do it with uh, uh, with a style, let's <laughs> say, and therefore I think that's what that's what compels them. Uh, uh, in 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 what you're doing but uh, i don't know did do do i get this right or, or no? yeah i mean it's definitely to some extent and there there is a proportion of people that and it it is a fairly large proportion of people that want to sort of reclaim an identity for themselves because they're having all these opposing ideas of what the hijab is from different places like from from their parents there'll be a certain idea of what it might be and what it means and from western media there's another form because i mean media is everywhere now like you can you can understand or you can see at least the viewpoint of entire countries or entire parts of the world 
and how they relate to you and so you're immediately affected by these things and I think I've I've had messages from people who who have chosen to wear the hijab to give themselves a personal identity not not even necessarily to be a part of like the Islamic community but mm-hmm. just to to feel like they're giving themselves something um, that they or or I should say that they want to make a choice and they want to make that choice a visible thing um, because it's something that has been so so tarnished um, especially recently uh, and politically as well that it's it's like it becomes this tool or it becomes this like center for something totally divorced from what it actually is I mean it's a piece of cloth mm-hmm. like so you you have to kind of make a choice to sort of like separate it from all of that other stuff and be like well no this is just a part of me now um, this is not this doesn't belong to everyone else and like what they think of it it's part of my story and who I am um, and I think that's really powerful and I think that's been something that's that's really sort of swept through a certain um, demographic of Muslim women that they that they feel very strongly that it's something that they want to do and whether they know why that is or whether they're able to articulate it it's definitely a feeling of um, empowerment that they get from it um, yeah and it's it's again because people are different every person has their own reasons for for dressing the way they do regardless of whether they're Muslim or not that we all make rules and boundaries for ourselves that that fit us as a person and it's the same thing you you get to choose you get to choose well ideally you get to choose what the world sees of you um and it's an incredibly powerful thing for any individual to have and I think what all of this boils down to is when that is inhibited in some way it infringes on our sense of self and our sense of identity and and being able to reclaim that is a very liberating thing and I, I suppose that because we all get to choose and no this, none of these decisions can possibly be politically politically natural and that's that's yeah that's yeah. what maybe uh, makes those objects come from uh, pieces of clothes, pieces of fabric into a social, socially engaged uh, uh, apparatus, let's say. Yeah. Well, Hannah, thank you so much. Um, I, I think, I think uh, it probably will be, uh, uh, your testimony will be probably very useful for uh, if there are people out there who might... Uh, Things that it's a bit strange. What's uh, the, the, the fake debate that's going on uh, around around the hijab, and that uh, maybe could not really articulate it. So um, I hope for that matter, it'd be it'd be helpful and useful. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you so much. <laughs>